Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters. That's the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I'm Bruce Johnson, joined of course by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello everybody. And today is Discussion Topic Friday. We do these uh, usually bi-monthly, but uh, last few weeks things have happened and we weren't even sure if we were going to do it today, but we did. So this is going to be coming out Friday night for those of you listening. Um, sorry about the change of schedule, but uh, we've realized a lot of people... Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, Thanksgiving is a thing. And yeah. some people aren't even completely on the schedule anyway, so it works out well. So, um, But yes, so uh, we have a website, trdshow.net, if you're interested in checking that out. We've got all sorts of things there, links to our social media platforms. We haven't posted this week, but we probably should and probably will. Um, but usually we post links to all of our... Um, all of our episodes that we post, we post clips, we post all sorts of things. So you want to follow us there, you can follow us at TRD Show at uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, or uh, gab.com slash TRD Show. Yeah, right. I know. Well, I never even used Twitter when it was a thing. Right. But just for everybody to call it Twitter and then say tweets. Yes. But, and I think but, it's still called tweets. You still tweet something, even though you don't like X something, which is weird. You mark. Well, uh, I would be, say I would say it would be mark. You like mark X marks. Something? X marks the oh, spot. Maybe. Uh, it's just a whole. You mark. It's a strange, strange situation. Um, but uh, yeah, so gab.com slash TRD show is where you can follow our gab page, which is where we post a lot of things. We are also on getter, getter.com slash TRD show, lots of places. So. Um, so today we are continuing our America's Poisoned Heart series. I think this is the fourth installment in our in our series. Um, so we're talking about America's Poisoned Heart, and today we're talking about when men and women reject their unalterable natures. When men and women reject their unalterable natures. So lots to dig into there. Yes, we will be addressing the patriarchy. We'll also be addressing things like feminism, LGBTQ, divorce rates, depression, weakened military, and tons of other things. Yeah, they're all connected to men and women rejecting their unalterable natures. So how well, about that? A lot of things are, especially yes. even uh, the uh, children and stuff. What we were discussing yeah. last week, but that that's a little bit more of a stretch that we can make, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, well, you know, last week we were, or last discussion topic, we were talking about um, uh, those, those sorts of things. We weren't necessarily talking about education, but that, because that was previous, the previous week, but yeah. it was still related to that, um, talking about her affection for prosperity. And so pulled into that. I mean, there's, there's so many of these interconnected things mm -hmm. that are, you know, it's hard to really discern, well, what actually caused that? Well, I think it's, uh, is it Doug Wilson that usually says sin grows in bunches? Sin is like grapes. It grows, in, it comes in bunches, right? So you, you've got bunches of sins instead of just one singular sin all out there on its own. It's sin is like grapes. It usually comes in bunches. So, uh, but before we get to all of that, we have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week. Our verse, our passage this week is Colossians 1, 16 through 17. This passage says, For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And again, that's Colossians 1, 16 through 17. So I wanted to read just a little bit um, 
provide a little bit of context on this passage. So just go a little bit before and talk about um, some of the some of the, the the rest of this. Put this kind of back in context. So a little bit before, uh, I'll go up to to chapter or to verse ten, um, Colossians one verse ten, which says so. Uh, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So, this whole theme here, which which then leads up to our passage of the week, which is talking about all the authority and dominion, the expanse of Christ's reign over the earth, everything he has, you know, dominion over. We share in that. We are we are living in that, and we are allowed to inherit inherit that in a way, right? The meek shall inherit the earth. We're made to uh, inherit. We're given that inheritance. Uh, with the saints of light, all of that is encompassed. And then it tells us the expanse of that inheritance, right? But prior, it says, we need to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, right? So as Christians, this is our sanctification. We're not obviously talking about justification. We're good Calvinists here. We don't earn our salvation, right? But once you are saved, there is more, (laughs) right? Salvation is not the end all be all. That's how we are, that's how our Christian walk begins. That's the beginning of our Christian walk, right? Then there's so much more. Then there's the rest of the, of the Bible, right? And so the context here is walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So this is, this is something that I think led to a lot of what we're going to be talking about today, right? We have this poisoned heart in America. We have this issue with our churches. We have, you know, things crumbling around us and oh my goodness, it's chaos. What's going on, right? If we step back a little bit, we step back into history. We examine what the majority of churches, obviously it's not all the churches. There were a faithful few. There's always a remnant, Mm -hmm. but, but the majority of churches over the years have lost this perspective that that we're supposed to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, right? This is, that's that Hebrews passage. Stop laying again a foundation. Stop pouring the concrete. Build the house, right? Our salvation is the ultimate rock, the ultimate foundation upon which to build our house. But if we stop there and all we ever preach from our pulpits or all we ever talk about is our salvation, we're not building the house, We're falling into the same trap that the writer of Hebrews told us not to fall into. Stop. Stop laying again a foundation constantly, constantly pouring the concrete. We need to build the house. And and that's what happened in America. We got stuck in this dispensational premillennial mindset of there's not much we can do. The future is going to, you know, be destroyed or the Old Testament doesn't matter. The laws of God don't matter. We're just going to focus on the, on, on the New Testament, just the new covenant and, and just the, the salvation elements of the Bible. And so mm-hmm. we lost this, this house, this rich inheritance, this rich heritage that we had. Um, and so what we're trying to do now is step back and say, oh, shoot, look where that got us. <laughs> look at the poison heart of America as a result of that. All right, so let's step into this. Um, the issues addressed, we have um, a couple of things at the top of the list. Uh, some of the things I think would be good to do is maybe go back and forth 
on some of these. So the we have feminism, we have LGBTQ, we have the divorce rates, depression, and weakened military. Those are kind of the five at the on the list that we really want to tackle. So do you want to take a stab at the first one? Um, feminism. How okay. Is, how is feminism a result of men and women rejecting their unalterable natures? Maybe we want to start by describing what does it mean for women, men and women to to reject their unalterable natures. What do you think? I can give my, you can give yours, and then I can give my understanding of so, it. So, we're going along the lines of um, talking about, like, in a sense, what, what happened in history is this going back and forth. Well, actually, um, we go to Genesis, right? And this would, I think this kind of puts, um, this kind of would be where you would go. But um, in Genesis, it says that because of because of the fall, now women will want to go against yeah um go against the husband and, and take the husband's yeah. role. Your desire will be um, contrary to your husband. Yes. God told yeah. Eve. Yeah. Um and that, you know that these natures will always will always push themselves through. Like there's God designed the world a specific way and that blueprint of the world still stands. But um the two genders will kind of always want to push against that because of yeah. because yeah. of sin. Even though they were built to be a perfect match. Yeah. Right? Complementary. Yeah. They were built to be what the other couldn't be. Right? They were built to be um, this, you know, when one, one gender can't do one thing, the other gender provides that. Yeah. And it's the ultimate unison. Right? And Christ literally uses the example of him and the church. As a husband and a bride, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's meant to be this this unified... Now, we obviously, we don't give Christ things that he doesn't have, right? So it's not a, an exact one-to-one. Mm-hmm. But it's still, you know, this is that... That relationship was meant to be harmonious. Yeah. So, at least, if, is that sufficient? Yeah. Well, and I think also... When men and women reject their unalterable natures, I think I want to back up and talk about that unalterable natures, right? They are created with inherent things, intrinsic things built in. We're different. Men and women are different, right? And when you... Yeah, no way. What? What? I mean, I'm not a biologist, so I don't know (laughs) if I'm allowed to say that, but... (laughs) Um, but you, 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 you can't say uh, there are definite things that you can say men are like this, women are like this. Men have these attributes, women have these attributes, right? And there are things that men should strive for that women should not. And there are things that women should strive for that men should not. So they are distinct. They have unalterable natures. God created them intrinsically one way and women another way. And you cannot alter that. That's not something that you can alter. Even in transgendered people, right, quote-unquote, these people who, who are trying to, like, oh, we're, we can now be this instead of what God actually created us to be, where we have these intrinsic values, but now we're pretending to be something else. They fail horribly. Yeah. They m- miserably fail at that. And, and if, you, if you listen to testimonies of these people who once tried to do that and then came out of it, Right, this is a whole thing now. On tons of shows we listen to, they're interviewing all these people who were transgendered and tried to do the other thing, and failed miserably, and realized, oh shoot, 
no matter how hard how hard I try, I can't. Because you can't just boil womanhood down to some biological features. You can't boil yeah. manhood it's, down to some yeah. biological features. It's built into the brain. It's built into the mind. This is a a, it's a nature. beautiful thing, yeah, that yeah. God created each gender with. That is un you cannot separate it from their bio right, their their biology is just a part of it. Right? So um alright, so that's that's kind of where we're where we're going with with some of those things. Um, anything to add before we get into like the actual specific issues? No, I think uh, definitely going hard on that. And like you know, we've discussed before on our show, we don't believe in natural law, but I do believe in natural revelation that hmm. that kind of these things in the world speak to uh, like the verses that say the birds in the um, sorry, the um, the mountains will cry out. Rocks and it, trees, yeah. yeah. Um, and his creation will speak yeah. to God. It will speak yeah. of God. Or Romans that, 1. Yeah. The things of God have been made plain to them yeah. in the things that have been made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these sorts of things in nature do show God and they are, well, they're created by God. So they, yeah. they would have yeah. to. Yeah. So, and then this is, this is one of those aspects where... Um, Men and women are created by God, so they work the way that God intended. When you go against that, we have issues, we have problems. Mm. Uh, and that's speaking to exactly what Bruce was saying, but yeah, just yeah. to add to that. Yep, yep, exactly. So now we get to issue one, the the top issue on our list, which we believe led to a lot of other issues, right? Now, obviously, this issue can be traced back to um, something that men did, which could be traced back to something that women did. Jake and I in the pre-show were talking about this cycle, mm-hmm. right? The pendulum swing back and forth. Oh, men acted this way, which caused women to act that way, which then caused men to act this way, which <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. And, um, and I think to st- set that up, we should start with the verse. With yeah, that verse that's a good idea. set things up. That's a really good idea. Um, I'll say that the issue is feminism. Yeah. That's the top of the list is, is feminism, um, which comes from men and women rejecting their unalterable natures. Um, but the, the verse I want to pull out, it's a long one, this passage, but it's Ephesians 5, 22 through 33, which says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water and with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no man has ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ is the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. Therefore, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. That's Ephesians 5, 22 through 33. So, so first of all, um, if you haven't listened to Vody Bakum on this, my word, does that guy preach on this topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Solid. Um, sometimes those Reformed Baptists just, they've got it. Um, I wish he became the president <laughs> of the SBC. Yeah, yeah, Didn't yeah. Did he lose? 
He lost against a different... different Did he really? Oh, he was going for president? I think he was running. Wow. Yeah. That's... If he were president of the SBC, that that would be insane. Um, But uh, Vody Bakum has a wonderful message on this very topic. And if you're looking for that, send us a message, leave us a comment. I would love to share that with you. I think it's called Slaying Dragons, Slaying Cultural Dragons. It was recorded this year. It was earlier this year. It's very new, but it's phenomenal. And, you know, he goes through this whole big sermon, The Clincher. The biggest thing at the end that wraps the whole thing up is actually at the end of this passage where it says, uh, it's verse 32, this mystery is profound and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church, right? So, so many people will ask, oh, why does this matter so much? Why are you harping on this so much? You know, why do we care about, you know, women respecting their husbands and men respecting their wives? And why, why do we care about this, all of these relationships and all this stuff? Like, shouldn't we just focus on the gospel? Well, but here's... The clincher, Paul here is saying, this is so important. And why is it so important? Because if we don't get this right, we'll never understand the relationship of Christ to the church. That's how important this is. Mm -hmm. So when people get this wrong, they're attacking Christ and they're attacking the church simply by getting this issue wrong. That's how important this is. Right? This, we, we, we can't just say, well, this is just part of family life. No. If we get this wrong, we will get Christ and the church wrong too. We'll get, our, we'll get the gospel fundamentally wrong if we misunderstand this topic. That's how important this is. Um, so did, did you have anything you want to add on this? To feminism. Yeah. Um, so I would say definitely like going back to uh, what we were kind of explaining is this we've got this pendulum swing, right? And that feminism, I I can assume, was caused by men abusing their power, right? Men becoming, uh, using their power in a sinful way. Men disobeying this passage. They got the relationship wrong. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so now we've got this pendulum swing saying that, you know, we're going the other way. Mm -hmm. We're we're pushing the other other side to where now And what did women women do? Yeah. Now, women are disobeying this passage. Yeah. 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 But I think this verse, and I was, while I was reading through it, I no- realized, like, it, it gives almost exactly the same amount of time mm. speaking to both issues. Mm. So we need to speak to this equally. Yeah. At the same time, we need to speak to this um, saying, women love, uh, women uh, submit to the husbands, husbands love the wives. Both. Yep. Same time. Yep. And... And that it, it speaks to a lot of that. And I think this verse kind of um, talks about all of the subjects coming yeah. up. Yeah. And it really, surprisingly enough, all of these relate to that verse and all are affected by this. Yep. But this verse, if we followed this verse, then we wouldn't have these issues. Mm-hmm. So. so do you want to really quickly, because we are about 10 minutes left. Oh, and wow. We've got to get to the rest of these issues. <laughs> But do you really want to? Do you want to really quickly just touch on? I love your example of hierarchy. How you outline mm-hmm. hierarchy with uh, the son and the father. Yeah. Um, could you just give that really quickly? Give the, we explain that. Yeah. yeah. So, I think it's very interesting because uh, this came up in a in an interview with Doug Wilson. Uh, of course, the uh, leftist people wanted to, you know, claim that he was calling women to be um, subservient. That's what it was, <laughs> and he was saying no. No, women are not subservient to men. Women submit to men. Yeah. But 
that there's, a, there's is, a hierarchy. Yeah, there is a hierarchy. There is a hierarchy of authority, but it doesn't mean that anyone is better than the other. Mm. We think nowadays that when you submit to someone, you're you're less than them. That right. you're lower than them. Right. But no, um, through the Bible, it says that the son submits to the father. We know they are both God. They are both one. Yeah. They are not better than the other. Mm-hmm. They are one and the same. So they are of equal authority or, or power, but the equal son... Importance. Oh, equal importance. The son then submits to the father. Yeah. And that's important for both people. Right. Yeah. That's important for the wife to not so so subject herself so that she's just she thinks so little of herself lower than right that she thinks she's lower than of less importance subservient because then that leads to the next generation of women saying i don't want to be like that exactly right because that was the wrong mentality to have right because in proverbs 31 we find the woman has immense control she controls in the household, yeah. right? She has large, a vast amount of control and things she is supposed to be in charge of and is supposed to do well, right? But at the same time, men are not supposed to get this idea in their heads that just because they're in charge, they're better, right? right? Just because they're higher in the hierarchy doesn't mean that they have more intrinsic value than women do, mm-hmm. right? Just because they were created first and women was, were created from men does yeah. not at all mean that they are better, right? Yeah. Or that they are now top of the food chain and they get to take advantage, right? Yeah. And so so when, when you had those issues in early America, it was actually them both denying and rejecting their unalterable natures. Their unalterable natures is that they were both created in the image of God. They were both given this command right here. Wives, submit to your husbands. And, um, and then uh, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. They yeah. both, when you when you have feminism, or you have um, a a a and you know tyrannical patriarchy, not a regular patriarchy. Regular patriarchy is very very yeah. good, but a tyrannical patriarchy is evil. And I want to I want to bring this up for a little bit. Um, I know we don't have a whole lot of time, but I think this is a very interesting point: is that feminism is not empowering women. Mm. Like that's uh, yeah. If you yeah. think about it for a second. They are saying that women are not good enough yes. unless they act like men. Like men, yep. yep. Unless women act like men, they're nothing. Right, right. Yeah, you, you have to be, because then they call it, oh, we're in a man's world. Right? Yeah. Right? And then to be in a man's world, you have to act like a man, which couldn't be farther from the truth. Right. Right? The, women are given a very special place in this world, just as men are given a special place mm-hmm. in this world. It's neither a man's nor a woman's world. It is God's world. Yeah. And he's given them both a place in it, right? And so, yeah, that's that's part of feminism is literally them rejecting their nature. And it's literally them saying, I will be like a man. Yeah. I will go to work, work a nine to five job. I will have no regard for my children. I'll ship them off to some somebody else, right? Ship them off to the government indoctrination camps. They can handle them. And I will be like a man. Yeah. And in our current culture, and then we, we see the mastermind behind this, the, the our current culture does this because they're afraid of the power that women have. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of the natural power that God gave yeah. to women to, rear to train the next generation. Eternal souls. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you see, I, I was hearing this in a history class. My, my teacher was saying, like, women had 
the, the power to train men. Like, if men <laughs> right. have this power in the world, yeah. the women had even more mm. to train those men. Yes, yes. That would then control the world. Yep, yep. Like, that exactly. is immense power. And they couldn't have that. No, we got to no. take that from the women and give that's, it to that's the That's scary. Yeah. yeah. Yep, absolutely. All right, so, how does LGBTQ fit into all this? That's probably really obvious. After yeah. that whole discussion... <laughs> Yeah. Us fleshing the all this out. Of Pretty much, rules. I mean, we'll, we'll gloss over it, but it's really honestly the exact same thing as feminism, right? Feminism, LGBTQ, they're identical in a lot of ways. Uh, LGBTQ movement came out of feminism because, hey, if women can change themselves into men, yes. why can't they just physically also change themselves into men? Let's get the surgery. Let's make it official. Or right? other way around. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. And it's really, it's like the feminization of men. I yeah. think LGBTQ speaks to the fact that not only can women now act like men, men can now act like women yeah. in, in both ways. And feminism was a push for women to act like men. Yeah. LGBTQ was a push yeah, for men to act like women. Mm -hmm. yeah. And whether it be physically or just mentally. Yeah. And at the same time, it's also a Romans one judgment on a nation, mm -hmm. right? We see those, those homosexual relationships, despicable relationships are a judgment from God on a nation. That's what, you know, Romans 1 directly says that. If your nation is suffering from those things, from homosexual relationships, your nation is under judgment. That's a sign to you. Sit up straight, something bad is happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? That's a red flag, major red flag. Um, all right, uh, divorce rates. That one's pretty easy, actually, too, because yeah. the connection there is obvious. Yeah. When you deny your unalterable nature, what happens? You can't alter it. It's still there. Deep down, you might say all these things. You might say, the husband might say, no, no, I'm happy for my wife to be just the same as me. No one here is really in charge. We're both in charge, right? We'll both go to work. We'll, we're the exact same. He might say that, and she might say that. But deep down, they both know that's not how they were created. Mm -hmm. Both the, they know Deep the down, they know someone has to be in charge. Yeah. There is a hierarchy. There has to be. It's impossible for there not to be. And so when you deny that unalterable nature, you get divorce rates increasing through the roof because they can't live like that. They can't. Yeah, it's not sustainable. It's not. And God gives a sustain sustainable marriage yep. right in this verse. Yep, exactly. So. Um, depression goes right along with that, yeah. right? De yeah. I mean, I would say depression comes before the divorce rates start going up. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be depressed. They're going to be like, this isn't working. I don't know why. We should be equal. We're doing everything yeah. the left the left tells us to do, right? You have... <laughs> Following the leftist Bible. Yeah. Why isn't this working? And then also, you have within people, we were talking about this sort of nature. Within people, there there are these natures for men and women to do certain things. When you go against that, depression is, an, is a natural yeah. course. If yep. you go against that. Yep. Exactly. Um, and then finally, weakened military. I I really thought this one was interesting because I think at first people are like, how does that fit? <laughs> but but first of all, we're adding women into our military. We I think we were just voting on a, um addition to add women to the national draft. Mm. There was, there was a vote was for that. Yeah. Wow. But... How that um, even came up in the first place is... Disgusting. But it says for men to cherish and love women as if they were their own body. Yeah. How do you cherish and love women when you send them off to die mm -hmm. and fight in your war? Yep. Yep. 
Exactly. And how can you live with yourself knowing that your daughter had to go to war to defend you? Mm-hmm. I mean, if that isn't the most backwards way of, of living, I don't yeah. know what is. And really, it, we understand today, even we, we would say that even men today shouldn't be going into the military because of how terrible it is yeah. right yeah. now. So no one should be because of because of yeah, the issues the corruption we're today. and and the wars that you'll be forced to fight in yeah. without your consent, which is not yeah. biblical, right? The biblical biblical law says you can leave the military at any time. Yeah. Biblical law says only the people who actually want to be there should be there. That's very biblical. So for them to do what they're doing now, drafts and, and all this garbage is is not biblical. Because they need to fight for something that they believe in. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, we are out of time, but uh, I think this was a really good episode. Mm -hmm. We got through so much stuff in just a half hour. Hopefully you agree. Um, if you did, please like this video, share it. Um, send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com is where you can send those emails, trdshow at protonmail.com. We got this really nice email. I don't know if I told you, Jake. Uh, someone sent us a really short 14-page uh, uh, Thanksgiving story to okay. our inbox. It was really interesting. I've started reading through it. I'll share it with you. Um, <laughs> but we love getting all sorts of things, you know, stuff like that, which is really cool. Um, so send us your emails, trdshow at protonmail.com. Check out our show website, trdshow.net. Um, you can send us a message there if you like. Just share this video. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on Monday where we're back to talk about current events once again from a biblical perspective. Until then, have a great rest of your weekend. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. <laughs>